Hello, hello everyone. It is officially my due date month and I will be taking time off the podcast until at least the month of December to soak in all the time that I can with my husband, a toddler, and new baby before my maternity leave is up and I'm back to work at my nursing job. (laughs) I'll be nursing on maternity leave and then pumping while at my nursing job. So the nursing just never ends. And this podcast episode ended up being so long that I decided to split it into two parts. So enjoy part one of this episode. This is She Seeks Pearls, a podcast to lead you into bettering your days through seeking pearls of living that we uncover together. I'm your host, Dorothy, and in this podcast, we discuss vital pieces of wisdom learned that even in the chaos of life help us to enjoy our days more. Join me. Today, I'm sharing the details on how I'm preparing for baby number two. Strap yourself in because I've got quite a lot to share. Now, the reason why I've gone so crazy about preparing for baby number two is pretty much for two reasons. One, last time, well, with my first child, my daughter, my husband Jack had this bad foot injury and surgery right before we welcomed our daughter into our family. So he was recovering from surgery and just unable to really do a lot to help out. And for whatever reason, I did not prepare a lot of things ahead of time for when my daughter arrived because I'm just thinking that, yeah, like Jack will take care of us, so it'll all be good. (laughs) And we were totally fine. We got help from friends and family, but still, if I had prepared just a bit more prior to delivery, then my postpartum healing would have probably been much smoother, and generally everything would have gone just a bit smoother if I had had some more preparation. But I know you can't anticipate a freak accident like that to happen either. I was cooking meals for us and cleaning on like day three of being postpartum, when I should have been resting in bed, especially with my third degree tear. But it's fine. Life is hard and we got through it just fine. But going through all that makes me want to prepare as much as I can for this time around because I just want to be more prepared. (laughs) And the second thing that makes me go crazy with preparation is simply because we already have a baby slash toddler at home to care for. So I know that with two very little ones, it will make life much more just full and busy. So these are my main reasons that drive me each day to do as much as I possibly can to think ahead and be ahead of the game so that when this boy arrives, I can just focus on healing while our family adjusts to welcoming our second child in just under a year and a half. Alright, so I have seven major things that I've been working on to prepare for our boy's arrival. And like I mentioned in the previous podcast, they are ways that I am preparing like my home, relationships, and heart for his arrival. It's not about the like physical preparation, you know, like, you know, this kind of exercise or stretch or supplement to take. No, like I'm just talking about the transition of life going from one baby to two. And a lot of these things have to do with things that I either didn't do well the first time around or that I wanted to continue to do the second time around because I know how helpful it was for me and Jack when we did these things. 
So the first few things are home prep, and that includes house-related things and meal prep. So for the house prep, I think of it in terms of doing a physical clean-out and restock. Just getting the house in order for the baby's arrival. So that means arranging a nursery for this boy with a changing table, you know, getting out our second crib and cleaning it, and just stuff to get it ready, you know. I get out from storage all of the like newborn things that I'll need to use and make sure that they're clean and ready to go and just stored in a place where I can easily access it when I need it instead of digging it out from my basement storage at the last second. So um, I get the baby's like stuff ready and put it where I need to use it. And then I also do a good decluttering and restock in my house. So I'm definitely pretty good about doing my routine decluttering where I focus on an area of my home per week and just touch it up to just keep ahead of the clutter. And I've talked about that in previous podcast episodes on how I do this. Um, But with this pregnancy and my working part-time on night shift, I've just been very exhausted and I've chosen rest over doing some of these things. So it was necessary for me to add decluttering to my list of to-dos before this baby arrived. So I made a list of the top areas that needed touched up so that my home is a pleasant place for our family to be and so that it doesn't stress me out looking at junk and stuff. (laughs) So I just wanted to make sure that I addressed any clutter as needed before the baby arrives so that I can better be relaxed mentally and physically. And for the home restock, what I do is I look at the items that I have a backstock of and make sure that I have enough. A lot of these things you'll hear me talk about is just me being maybe a little bit over proactive, but I'd rather focus on being like way over prepared than to just chill and wait until the baby comes and then be stressed out because the house isn't in order or I ran out of supplies and had to send my husband to the grocery store for it when I'd rather him be home with me, you know. So yeah, Um, I restock things like paper products, um, like our, our napkins, paper plates, paper towels, toilet paper, tissues, you know, that sort of thing. It's not like any of these items are going to expire, so I might as well just think ahead of the game, look at the stock that I have, and buy what items are looking a little bit low. It's mostly focused on those kind of paper products, but I also look at other items uh, that are, um, you know, that don't expire, like hygiene products, like do we need more toothpaste, floss, shampoo, shaving cream, that kind of thing. It's just good to have all that on hand so, again, you don't have to run out and think, okay, either me or my husband need to go to the store for this last minute, you know. I just honestly want to have to worry as little as possible about things like this after the baby comes because I know my brain will be in mama mode and I don't want to think about house things and if we're running out of hand soap. (laughs) Uh, I'll just want to be focused on taking care of this baby and my toddler and, you know, I just don't want to have any of those additional stresses. So if I can anticipate the stress that I'll have after I deliver this baby with things like, you know, needing to clean the house or cook or whatnot, I'm going to do as much of those things ahead of time as I can so that I don't have to do it after I have the baby. Which leads me to my next point, which is all about meal prep. This is honestly my biggest flex and proudest moment of preparation for this baby. Since, like I said, I didn't do any freezer meal prep or anything when my daughter was born, 
I really felt the weight of that responsibility all of a sudden, and I didn't do well with having good meals to eat after my daughter was born because of, you know, just recovery from delivery and being tired and whatnot. So this time around, I went crazy with meal prepping, and by that, I mean freezer meals. I considered doing some canning, like, you know, canning some broth and soup and chili and things like that, but I don't have a canner, and I'd have to schedule a time to go with one of my family members' houses to use theirs, and anyways, I just ended up doing freezer meals. One of my sisters is my babysitter, so two days in a row, I had her come to just babysit and help me prepare the freezer meals, so the first day... Like, I'm so proud of this. You, you might be exhausted listening to this, but I'm telling you now, you either, like, stress beforehand and get it all done beforehand as much as you can, or you stress afterwards. So I chose to just crank it out and get it done beforehand. So <laughs> on the first day, we made eight different recipes, like um, eight different types of meals, Um, and we made about 30 breakfast sandwiches and from each of those eight meal recipes that we made, we made like double or triple batches. So I actually have, uh, like from the first day, I actually have 18 family size meals that we made that day, plus the, all the breakfast sandwiches. So they're like meals that feed me Jack and our daughter, not like individual serving sizes or something, you know, they're like big meals. So that's a lot of food. And then on the second day, we cooked, (laughs) this sounds like on the second day, the Lord made the sky. (laughs) Um, But anyways, on our second day, we cooked six different recipes and those recipes made a total of 30 meals. So um, we have the breakfast sandwiches for like a month and then we have almost a total of 50 family-sized meals ready to go for after I deliver this baby. I planned it out that these meals can either be heated up in the oven or crock pot, meaning that I just cooked them beforehand, or they need to be thawed and fully cooked in the oven or crock pot, depending on the meal. So, I mean, as we were doing our meal preparation, we either um, had meals that we had to cook, you know, let cool down and freeze, or we also had some meals that we just threw all the ingredients in a bag and threw it in the freezer and would need to be cooked later, obviously. So it just depends on, you know, what the meal was, but we have a variety of both. So, um, I made an instruction sheet for my husband so that all he has to do is look at the like menu that I have written out on the front of all the meal options. And then, um, he can just pick it out of the freezer and follow the, di- the directions on how it should be cooked or heated up and all that good stuff. Um, oh, and I should mention, we bought an upright freezer to be able to do this. So it's not like I'm trying to fit 50 freezer meals and 30 breakfast sandwiches into freezers that we already have because that would not be doable. <laughs> and it's easy this way because all of our freezer meals are in that one upright freezer instead of you know some in our old freezer and then some in the freezer downstairs you know it's just all in one space with the paper on the outside explaining what meals are in the freezer and how to prepare each one so that again I can more easily delegate the the meal prepping to my husband excuse me for times when I just need to you know obviously be lying and healing and recovering then he can just go down to the freezer and then pick out whatever he wants us to eat and throw it in the oven so it makes it easy. 
Uh, and to, to make things even a step easier, I got those uh, tin disposable baking sheets from Sam's Club so that it's not like we'll have to dump the food into a glass container and then bake it and, you know, have to, you know, clean that glass container again later and scrub it down, you know? We can just toss the whole thing in the oven and then when we're done, we can literally throw away the tin and we don't have to do hand washing or scrubbing or any of that stuff. And for the Crock-Pot meals, I bought those Crock-Pot liners to put in my Instapot so that when we use our Instapot as a slow cooker, you know, to just heat up the meals, then we can throw away the liner and we don't have to, again, scrub out that pot every single time. Like I'm saying, girl, I'm not playing around. I tried to think of as many things as possible to make this time in our lives as stress-free as possible so that we can just fully focus on enjoying time together as a family and not spend time each week meal planning and grocery shopping and cooking and cleaning it all up. So yeah, I'm just, like I said, so proud of my efforts here, and I definitely wouldn't have been able to do this many meals if it weren't for my fabulous baby sister babysitter. (laughs) So if you're having a baby soon and want to prep with freezer meals, or if you're going away on a trip and you need to bring some freezer food that just needs reheated or whatever, then you can actually download a free PDF on my meal freezing process that I just did. I knew it would be a huge missed opportunity if I did all this work and didn't document my process along the way. So I condensed my scribbled notes and everything that I have into a nice pretty document that you can have for free if you're looking for some freezer meals for one reason or another. You can get this download by going to my blog uh, at sheseekspearls.com and find my blog post titled Freezer Meals. One last thing I want to say, making a bunch of freezer meals isn't just helpful for if you're having a baby, but also if you're going to have an insanely busy week or two and you don't want to be eating takeout every day. Um, You know, maybe you're not going away from the house, but you're just going to be too busy to be cooking food every evening. This would be something that would be very helpful for you since All you'd have to do, depending on which meals you choose, is to pop the container in the oven and let it heat up. But I have all that info outlined in my blog post, so I can it can help you, you know, choose what kind of meals are helpful for you depending on what you're looking for. So go ahead and check it out on my blog at SheSeeksPearls.com under my blog tab to find that blog post and access to the download. Okay, so I'm going to stop here and share the second half of this episode next week. Thank you for listening.